Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello, welcome to the show today. Our topic, who gets institutional merit grants at private colleges? Hmm? Let's get to it. So parents of college-bound children who are considering high-cost private non-profit colleges often wonder how to qualify for institutional merit grants. These grants may or may not really be based on merit, but rather function as a discount on the cost of attendance. <laughs> Students who want to increase their chances of receiving an institutional merit grant at a private non-profit four-year college should apply to moderately selective colleges, especially higher-cost colleges, have stellar grades and test scores, of course, pick wealthy parents, do not take a gap year, and enroll in college full-time. Those are the prerequisites, basically. Let's talk about average institutional grants. So based on data from the 2015 and 2016 National Post-Secondary Student Aid Study, that's catchy, 80% of students at private nonprofit four-year colleges receive grants, an average of $15,820 per recipient. Not bad. But this includes grants from sources other than the college itself, like federal Pell Grants. More than half of the students, 57%, receive institutional grants, an average of $16,027. This includes institutional merit-only grants, institutional need-based grants at just a tick over twelve grand, and institutional non-need grants, just a little over $6,000 as the average. Combining the institutional merit-only and non-need grant categories, 44% receive institutional non-need and merit-only grants, an average of $12,008. The institutional non-need grants include institutional grants that are not based on need or merit, like tuition and fee waivers for faculty and staff. So the institutional merit-only grants theoretically are based on some type of merit, like an academic or athletic talent, but may also include other criteria, such as the student's status as a full-pay student. So, more than a third, 36%, of students at private nonprofit four-year colleges get institutional merit-only grants, an average of $12,060 per recipient. The median... 11 grand. A quarter of the students who receive institutional merit grants get 16k or more and 10%, $21,600 or more. Phew. So which colleges actually award institutional merit grants? The most selective, Harvard, Princeton, MIT, do not award institutional merit grants. Surprise, surprise. All of their financial aid is awarded based on financial need not merit. The next tier down, however, awards some institutional merit grants. They use the grants as a recruiting tool to attract wealthy students and talented students alike. Of the students receiving institutional merit grants at private nonprofit four-year colleges, 22% enrolled at very selective colleges, 69% at moderately selective colleges, and 6% at minimally selective colleges. Also, 3% at open admission colleges, just in case you're wondering. The odds of receiving an institutional merit grant at a private nonprofit four-year college are 
at very selective colleges, 52% at moderately selective, 19 at minimally selective colleges, and 9% at open admission colleges. These figures, of course, are overall averages. The odds of receiving merit grants varies by college within each category. The average merit grant also varies by type of college, from $13,853 at very selective schools to $7,700 at open admission colleges, probably correlating with the cost of attendance. Private nonprofit four-year colleges that offer online classes are less likely to offer institutional merit grants, 45% versus 21%. This is especially true of colleges that provide their entire program online, 44% versus just 4%. Let's touch on a few things about institutional merit grants based on academic merit. We have tables and graphs galore inside of this article if you just copy and paste the title of this podcast into the search bar at thecollegeinvestor.com, you'll see a complete breakdown on all the different GPAs and average institutional merit grants based on all of this stuff. But I'm just going to touch on a few key points here. Of students who receive institutional grants, more than half have a 3.5 to 4.0 GPA. A quarter have a 3.0 to 3.4. Just 9% have two and a half or a, a 2.5 to 2.9 GPA rather, and just 5% have a 2.0 to 2.4 GPA. And that leaves 1% have less than a 2.0 GPA. So we also have a table about SAT scores, and of the students receiving institutional merit grants, a third have below average SAT scores. 40% have SAT scores, you know, about 1,000 to 1,199. 22% have SAT test scores of 1,200 to 1,399, and 5% have SAT test scores of 1,400 to 1,600. The lower percentage of students with the 1,400 to 1,600 SAT, by the way, who receive institutional merit grants, that's probably due to these students being more likely to enroll at more selective colleges. Now we move on to the next topic of the day, institutional merit grants based on income. Students from wealthier families are more likely to receive institutional merit grants at private nonprofit four-year colleges. We have a table that shows this, of course, at thecollegeinvestor.com. And of the recipients of institutional merit grants, a third, 32%, are low income, a quarter are middle income, and 41% are high income. Moving on, institutional merit grants based on cost of attendance. So we have the table that shows that the percentage receiving institutional merit grants does decrease at the most expensive colleges, which may include some of the most selective colleges that do not award institutional merit grants whatsoever, which, of course, drags down the percentage. Institutional merit grants based on gender and race. Men and women are equally likely to receive merit-only grants. Good! And the average award amount is about the same. We have a table that shows that white students are more likely to receive institutional merit-only grants than minority students. They also receive larger grants, however. Hmm. Let's take a look at institutional merit grants based on enrollment status. The statistics show that students who enroll full-time are much more likely to receive institutional merit grants than students who enroll part-time. Students who take a gap year 
are also much less likely to receive institutional merit grants, and the grants are actually lower for them too. Taking a look at institutional merit grants based on dependency status. So we see that dependent students are more likely to receive institutional merit-only grants than independent students. They also receive larger grants. At moderately, at moderately selective colleges, 66.8% of dependent students and just under 19% of independent students receive institutional merit-only grants. As we crunch the numbers even more, we see that veterans are less likely to receive institutional merit grants. Veterans are automatically independent, so they're less likely to enroll in bachelor's degree programs too. Now, students who are married are less likely to receive institutional merit grants as well. Married students and students with dependents are automatically independent. Homeless students are also less likely to receive institutional merit grants. Homeless students are automatically independent. The last thing we'll look at today is institutional merit grants based on financial need. So students who file the FAFSA are more likely to receive institutional merit grants. Students who receive financial aid that exceeds their financial need are more likely to have received merit grants as well. That is our show for today, and you can see the tables and graphs and all kinds of really cool information about institutional merit grants inside this article at thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks so much for stopping by today. We'll talk to you again real soon.